Sports Memory Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Forbes, uh, joined today by Marcus and Derek. We're all in the same house today. We are drinking bourbon, and I am recovering from a hangover because it's Thanksgiving week, and that's what we do in this house. We drink uh, a little too much. In fact, right now we're recording. It's Wednesday night, which has got to be one of the biggest drinking nights of the year. Tonight's the night you go out to the bars, you run into people you fucking hate, uh, but it's it's glorious. It's, it's it, You can't possibly wreck the feeling even when you run into fucking Greg from like, you know, 11th grade weightlifting class. It was always a prick. But nothing can throw you off your fucking jive when it's Thanksgiving week. Tomorrow's the best day of the year. I mean, is there any holidays better? You know, obviously, like, like as a kid, you're like, oh, Christmas, birthdays. As I've gotten older, man, it's all about Thanksgiving. And truthfully, I, I don't like to go out and get bombed all night. I like to be up at 6.37 on Thanksgiving, start with a bourbon and coffee, man, get ready for these games, start cooking. <laughs> nothing, nothing more I like than eating food, drinking booze, and watching football all day. I was about to say, okay, boomer, but then it took a weird twist at the end where you're just drinking bourbon and coffee. Right. <laughs> bourbon and coffee, that's how you're going to start your day tomorrow? Every Thanksgiving. That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Derek, what about you? Is this, is this your favorite holiday? Uh, it's definitely a good one. I, I, I agree. Like, you know, Christmas when you're a kid is fun, but when you're an adult buying the presents, a lot less fun. Well, here's the thing for me. Christmas and, and uh, like, Halloween are, are, are amazing, but they're also, like, they're the se- they're seasons. Yeah. I would argue the best day is Thanksgiving. Yeah. The there's no, there's, no, there's no Thanksgiving season. Like, you're not, like, it's it's singular. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're already playing Mariah Carey before the Halloween's over. Like they, everyone just skips over this. Exactly. Yeah. And probably that's why I love it. Yep. <laughs> football early, bring it on, man. Oh, yeah. yeah All day football's always good. There's no Thanksgiving season. Like nobody's like, hey, like, you know, you got to get in the mood for play this Play some season. Thanksgiving music. Yeah, play <laughs> some Thanksgiving music. Yeah, like Home Depot decorations have nothing to do with Thanksgiving. It's just everyone picking I mean, up turkey and food. Think about like, what, what's a good, what's a good uh, Thanksgiving movie? Uh, none. Can't think of a right. single Planes, one. Trains, Automobiles, maybe the only Thanksgiving themed movie. That's actually a good point. I, there are no Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, Thanksgiving kind of, kind of, you know, bordered by uh, Halloween and, and and Christmas. But man, it's an epic day. I think if there would be Thanksgiving music, it would just be the sound of jiggling man breasts. <laughs> <laughs> as as you use an electric toothbrush, <laughs> the intro music would be like, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot. And then I have another plate. <laughs> and then the the guy who thinks nobody knows about tryptophan, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know why you're tired, right? Right. Yeah. Oh no, I've never heard that. Right. Nobody's <laughs> ever told me about tryptophan ever, ever. You're the first one. Thanks. Yeah, I think it was uh, DL Hughley's got one of the best comedy the sections, I guess, on um, uh, Thanksgiving related. So, man, turkey. Uh, I love Thanksgiving. Give me a little uh, tryptophan from turkey and sex. Put me in a coma, baby. <laughs> <laughs> man, do tryptophan and sex combine? And I don't know if that works out. I don't know if that works out. It's a good nap. All right, guys. Let's get a fucking epic week, of course. Uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, the best part about Thanksgiving is obviously football. Um, we got a good... A lot of people are bitching and moaning about the games on on Thanksgiving, and this this podcast is going to be outdated pretty quickly because we are going to talk about some of those games. But so if if you want to maybe fast forward at some point when we get get there, or listen like a fucking lunatic at, as we're completely wrong at all with all of our picks, you can do either way. 
But everyone, round of applause. Jason Garrett is finally fired. Give give him a Jason Garrett Garrett clap. Uh, the the Jason Garrett experiment, I think, might be over forever in the NFL. Or is someone dumb enough to hire this guy? Again? I mean, Gettleman still has a job, so it's probably not over. Right. Like if if idiots like that are in the league, you know, the cronyism's so bad. Like he'll get another chance somewhere else. He'll start off as a quarterback coach. Well, that's, that's and, exactly and what I was and thinking. Then he'll slide up. He's he's gonna he's gonna be somewhere in Jacksonville, and I know we're gonna touch on some some of that later. But you're gonna see maybe like a resurgence, and then the highlight's gonna come right to Jason Garrett, uh, quarterbacks coach, passing game coordinator. Yep. I mean, look, quarterback guru. Look no further than the guy that replaced him. Did you think Freddie Kitchens was gonna stick in the NFL? And here he is back as a coordinator because of somebody getting fired. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like Freddie Kitchens as a coordinator. I, I think it was an awful uh, head coaching hire by the Browns, but that's just what the Browns do. But yeah, I'm glad Freddie Kitchens is back in the picture. I made a bunch of obscure memes when he was uh, the coach of the Browns. He, he he always looks like he's about to warn you about the Arby's bathroom that you're going to walk into. <laughs> you're across the guy on a, on the plane. Uh, or, or someone, someone's getting out of the plane bathroom and it just stinks horribly and they try to blame it on the guy before him. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's Freddie Kitchens. He just always has a look on his face like he just got done with a really turbulent dump. That's actually one of the games now. I'm, like, pretty anxious to, like, watch how it unfolds. You know, initially I'm like, man, Philly just keeps rolling everybody. I keep telling you take Philly. Everyone take goes against Philly, loses. But now kind of want to see, like, how things change, not only for Danny Dimes, but, like, does Barkley get involved? Does Ingram maybe make more than one or two plays for the season? Uh, hammer the over. That, that's my first thought, is this game's going to go well over 46. And I'm kind of excited to see what happens there. I mean, maybe Freddie Kitchens is the guy that finally realizes, don't look at you know Danny Dimes as, as physically what he looks like, because, I mean, he looks... Yeah. Like, looks like white bread. Uh, yeah, just a, just a just a goofy, like, uncoordinated guy. Mm-hmm. You have to treat him like Jalen Hurts. You have to treat him like Lamar. Like, get him out of the pocket runs fucking read option like, yeah like use his athleticism don't make he's not going to beat you with his arm yeah agreed uh, freddie kitchens looks like the type of guy that would see your feet on the stall next to him and would try to strike up a conversation with you and then while you're talking from one stall to the other he's gesticulating with his feet <laughs> speaking of speaking of feet in the bathroom stalls uh obviously i was with uh um, old Boone in LA for the games, and you know my drunk ass when I like peeing all over cities, definitely pissed all over his ankle and the, the urinal next to him. Oh man, are you gonna be doing that in Minnesota? Oh yeah, for just, sure. Just keep just keeping your pants in the hotel room, all right? Oh, it won't be in the hotel. It'll be random bars, <laughs> probably in the stadium. So do I need to download Snapchat for that? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just show it to you. I'll save it. <laughs> Who knows? Might go on my story. I put a lot of weird shit on there that I didn't realize. Actually, I saw some uh, pretty good snaps that I didn't, or videos I don't remember taking. Remember the, uh, <laughs> remember the. Uh, Always a good sign of a good time. You know the uh, the D's nuts guy. So we were on the Santa Monica Pier, and he was out there full mink coat, like just people coming up getting pictures. And then I saw some random guy with a Cowboys jersey at the uh, at the game, and I just came up to him and was like, "Got him." Get him. And he was just looking at me, like, cheering. I'm like, man, I'm glad he didn't pick up what the hell I was putting down. <laughs> Don't remember taking that one. <laughs> Sounds like an epic week in L.A. Yeah. But uh, so, sorry about your Steelers. Um, the Chargers are a very random team. But they, dude, Justin Herbert looked fucking fire in that game. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I just didn't expect it to be Hey, us take the lead, but I once it once it went, I was like, "Watch, we're gonna blow this one." And I know how we operate. It took one play, but you know it happened, right? 
Also in the news, uh, Wander Franco signs a 12-year uh, extension with the Rays. I mean, this is huge, really all around, but mostly, I mean, I really do think the Rays got a got a really good discount on this guy because, I mean, this, this is a guy who could be, potentially be making, you know, insane amounts of money in the, in the future. Um, obviously, with the arbitration years, it makes sense for both sides. And if, if, if you're a Rays fan, you got to be fucking really pumped about this. I mean, that guy is insane. Yeah, he was Rookie of the Year, right? No, no, no. Those um, Rosarino. or Rosarino. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I, I, I don't obviously don't follow baseball too closely. But uh, when we were at a draft party, Wander Franco was starting to like flirting with like career like career records. How you started off, like that's what someone obviously you want to keep around. Yeah, I mean he's a stud. Um, but it works out for both sides. You know, you mitigate some of that risk as a player. You could get hurt any day. So you know he gets that two hundred million up front, secure the bag. Um, and then for the Rays, they get a discount on the back end of that deal. You've seen it a lot. You've seen like Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. They signed similar deals. Um, for me, I think it's most exciting because it almost shows. I think if you're the Rays, you do this as a sign to say, "Hey, we're going to commit to to spending money, build us a stadium." So I, I hope that's like one step closer to figuring out the stadium deal, regardless of where they put it, uh, whether it's in Tampa, whether it's. Uh, I just I, I don't think anywhere but Montreal. I don't I don't think the league wants them. Like the league wants a boogeyman. So Montreal makes a good boogeyman. You know, it's it's like. The, what the NFL did with Vegas. They left Vegas open for a little while so they could scare teams into moving to Vegas, and then finally, you know, Vegas is full, so you can't See, threaten another city with Vegas. I don't know that the Rays are making really all that much of a statement. They they always pay one guy, and it's a smart move if you're a, if you're a small market team. You you pay your one guy, you get your name. For years, it was Longoria. I mean, they, they gave Longoria a huge fucking contract, and that was very unraised. That, that was over 10 years ago already. Yeah, no, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, but they they've they've kind of done that where they where they find their cornerstone guy and they they pay that one guy. They're still twenty first in payroll in the MLB. Um, next year's projected payroll is supposed to be sixty nine million. I mean, the fucking Yankees are at two ten. <laughs> like that's that's it's it's really crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 huge for the race. Um, and God, they just keep fucking winning. So keep it going, man. Keep it going. Uh, also in the news this week, the Titans wave Adrian Peterson, which is a confusing situation going on with the tight the Titans. I mean, if anyone thought, and it, I, I did see some people on social media saying, "Oh, maybe you know, maybe they didn't need Derrick Henry." If you don't think that they don't need Derrick Henry, you're insane. Um, this team was bound to come down to earth. And uh, who's the starter there, or are they even going to commit to a guy? Do you think they're like? Such a weird team. You almost don't want to touch anybody fantasy yeah. wise because I mean, like AJ Brown will have a couple good days, but like he hasn't really been consistently good uh, outside of Derrick Henry. No one's come close to their projections. Yeah, you know, it's they just seem to like randomly be better when there's like underdogs and they're underperforming and everyone's down on them, and then all of a sudden they just shoot up. But like, who, like who would you want to take if you if we're just doing a fantasy draft right now? There's nobody you'd want to take out there. Like ADP, true, true. Yeah, if if I had to bet on anybody, it'd be tough, man. Because all right, and this is so NFL. They bring up a guy from the practice squad last week, Hilliard, who ends up getting the most yards out of all the running backs. So then they wave Peterson this week to to basically make Hilliard a, like a permanent part of the roster. Um, if I had to bet on anybody right now, though, I'd go Deontay Foreman. Like if if you if you're gonna put your money on anybody in, in fantasy anyways, I'd go Deontay Foreman. Yeah, but you're but you're also 
putting him as like your flex. Oh, Ho- yeah. Hoping in, you know, the 10, 12 point range and praying. You're like, oh, cool. Four, four catches and 38 yards rushing. Or like, all right, he's done. Next, let's see if we can get anyone else to like overachieve. Yeah. I think you just gamble on the guy that's probably going to get the goal line carries. And then that situation, I think, I think Foreman's a guy. Yeah. yeah. And then honestly, come playoff time right now, which is so weird to say we're already at fantasy playoffs or flirting with them. It's not it's a, such a it's such a riskier gamble. It's not like week one or two. Like I'll just take a flyer, yeah. see what happens. Yeah, De- I mean Deontay Foreman. People forget this was a guy who was very highly touted coming out of college. I mean, he had a fucking ridiculous college career at Texas. Yep. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, third round pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, yeah. he, he was a stud in college. So I I know he's had a lot of injury issues and and I think some other issues I as think well. He some weight issues too. Yeah, at least it looks like it, but. Don't we all? Don't, don't we all? Don't. But it is Thanksgiving, so everyone gets that pass. This is the week of jiggling man breasts, like I said. <laughs> That's how you know it's Thanksgiving week. Um, and then the only other thing I have on here uh, for the news of the week is Aaron Rodgers announces he has a broken toe. Um, but, man, like, do we do we need to go confirm this? And I, I have some questions for Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, whatever they're doing for his toe, is he sure to consult a YouTube video first before he lets the doctors do anything? I just hope he's doing a lot of personal research before he lets the medical professionals tell him anything. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't know if Joe Rogan's got a toe guy or yeah. something like that. Oh, dude, Joe Rogan's definitely got a toe guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's taking horse pills. Yes. <laughs> horse pills. Is, is, is it broken or is it fractured? Did he say it was broken? I think it's, I think we, it's just are, crazy are, that we're in a situation where he has to, like, shove his foot in front of his webcam to, like... <laughs> Yes. No, because I mean, he's listen. He he's trying to build up the rapport, and this he's this, also building up his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> so my oh my stepmom told me this the other day. The main ingredient in this Invictorman or whatever it's called, you know, the the horse yeah. dewormer, uh, is uh, is heart guard. Interesting. So he's essentially taking dog heartworm medication. Interesting. As well, but um, no, th- this uh, this dick swing in terms of like injuries. It's becoming a big thing in the NFL recently. Like, Russell Wilson. How dramatic is that, motherfucker? Yeah. This finger thing? Like, dude, it wasn't a dramatic injury, yes. The way that Russell Wilson's camp has been conveying this comeback from the injury, like, some somebody made the joke, it's the next, it's the next best injury comeback right after Jesus. <laughs> I just feel like, like with, with him, like, he's going to get Kurt Warner's production company to make a sequel to that oh terrible God. movie about, like, his... Amazing comeback and how, you know, the Lord helped him through it. Like, straight through. up, I wish both of them, well, especially like Rodgers at this point, but like everyone's asking them the same exact questions over and over. Will one of you please just come out like Marshawn Lynch or Russell uh, Westbrook and just be like, you ask me a question, have a different answer. Yeah, yeah, we were just bad on offense. Next. <laughs> well, how about your toe? Yeah, we just didn't perform on offense. Yeah. Next. I remember when I was a kid, Drew Bledsoe played a couple games. He had a pin like in his finger on his throwing hand. I think it was his ring finger on his throwing hand, and he played with like a pin in his finger. Now, like Russell Wilson's acting like this huge like they has social media teams producing videos around his comeback. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, well, dude, and you got to think about it. Like Drew Bledsoe almost died. True. The Mo the Mo Lewis hit literally almost killed Drew Bledsoe. I hate Mo Lewis still. Yeah, it's, one of my favorite players in the history of the NFL. Straight up, like it almost killed him. But I, I want to go back to something you said: the American underdog story, the Kurt Warner thing. I that that is going to be the. I will be blown away if it's a good movie. 
There's there's 0% chance. You have nothing to worry about. It looks like the cringe fest of all cringe fests. Like, I want to, I kind of, something like a deep down dark part of me wants to take like a bunch of edibles and just go cringe through it. Like, almost treat it like a comedy, you know? I've seen like the, 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 the part that you used of the trailer, the jerseys like are ill fitting oh, yeah. and like nobody, they didn't even like cut to like a stunt double who actually can throw a football. So it's just like your drama class lobbing footballs across the field. Right. It just looks bad, man. So quality. Like, how do you go from Shazam to that? That's exactly what I was going to bring <laughs> up. So what do you think is going to be worse? Shazam or that? I, I kind of like Shazam. Shazam was good. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's, but, Bro, it, but, stop. but, but I'm like talking about how does, how does Zach I, Levi it, go do that? It's, it's fun for like a, like a, like a knockoff, like superhero type movie, but yeah. like it wasn't, like I didn't a, think it was elite, but I, I, I it, enjoyed it. Was, it. It, was, it was funny. It was kind of cool, I, but I will like, tell you right now, hot take, it's going to be way better than that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Shazam. Oh yeah. Uh, but dude, yeah, it looks so bad. And like, uh, what's her name? Anna Paquin or whatever yeah. from, uh, I, I need to know, like, are we going to get like, is, he's gonna be bagging groceries at some point, right? Yeah. Oh no, oh, there, yeah. there's a scene in it no, where he's where God. he's throwing. So he worked at High V, and it just looks it, like first of all, the fact that Kurt Warner is producing it, get over yourself, dude. Like, if, why is this not a thirty for like? If this is a thirty for thirty type thing, like I don't need an actor to like no, do it's, something it's, stupid. It's super steeped in like his. Religious convictions. Oh too. God! Like it, it's it's gonna be cringe. Uh, it's gonna be the cringer piece of the year. I I'm not, I'm definitely gonna see it. I'm de- I probably I probably won't. I don't. I can't commit to giving money to it in theaters. But it looks pretty awful. It it seems like if if you tried to teach aliens what a biopic was, but they had never actually met humans. They only had other biopics to go on, and then they had to make their own movie. Uh, I just love that it's produced by Kurt Warner, though. Like, what a self dick sucking! What a self dick sucking! I mean, he he set up a production company. Like, what's? I can't wait to see what the second movie is going to be. Oh God, <laughs> it's probably going to be his time in Arizona when when he never got it done. To be him, him and uh, Mel Gibson remaking something. But I, <laughs> what's your favorite? The, my favorite part in the previews is uh, Anna Paquin's like holding his head in her hands. She's like, "You just be you, baby." So, um. <laughs> Such a dick, such a self. Like Joe Rogan recently said that he can suck his own dick. That I, Kurt Warner, we 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 know based on this movie can actually suck his own dick. Do you? I haven't seen. I haven't seen like the the cast announced for it. But uh, remember the uh, coach that played Dick, the young Dick Vermeil in Invincible for, mm-hmm. with Marky Mark. They should have him play old Dick Vermeil in this. <laughs> Well, it's fucking it's, it's Quaid that's playing Dick Vermeil, right? Oh, oh, that's right. Too yeah, bad. It's Dennis Quaid. They really missed that. But I will say, Dennis Quaid, he's been in so many sports movies. Yes, and, and they usually end up good. But that's usually with him like being in important. But I guess he, as Dick Vermeil, he might be. Well, what what other movies has he been in besides The Rookie? Um, uh, any given Sunday. Oh yeah. Was he like the team doctor? He, no, he was the quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, the, old, the old retiring quarterback. Wow, there's there's a there's a, oh man, that picture is terrible. Uh, yeah, Derek he, is showing us a pic, uh, an actual clip from Zach a American Levi, Zach Levi holding a football for the first time. I'm convinced. Yeah. There's there's, oh, yeah. a, there's actually a couple other movies that like Dennis Quaid's randomly in. <laughs> uh yeah, Dennis Quaid. Uh, Dennis Quaid is. It, it, you know what role Dennis Quaid is playing in any given Sunday? <laughs> Matt Ryan. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's who yes. he is. Yes. That's who he is. All right. Kind of get off a little tangent there. Let, let's get in on the NFL. Uh, so I want to do – we're at week 12. We were just talking about how fucking bananas is it that it's already week 12. Um, I tell everybody this, and I'm very open about it. 
I do have seasonal depression, but it is directly related to when the NFL stops. I'm not even joking, dude. It, it, it's like clockwork every year. Mid-February, I just get a little down. And it's truly like I, I'm concerned about how much my serotonin is reliant on the NFL. It's, it's not until like that first bender in spring uh, out at the beach to kind of like give you the pick-me-up. I, yep. I definitely understand. This is, I literally live... I, uh, for good or bad, better or worse, embarrassing or not, I I live for the football season. It's like what I look forward to. It's the best because the camaraderie around it, fantasy, obviously everything. But uh, I want to check in because we're at week twelve. Uh, let's take a look at these rookies. We've had twelve weeks now to analyze them. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw out a rookie, and I want you guys to give me a grade and talk about what, where you think they'll project. So we'll start off with I think. The most electric rookie in the league, uh, Jamar Chase. So, give me your grade and where, where, what, where is this guy's ceiling? Like, where, where does Jamar Chase end up? Anything short of an A is bullshit. Because I obviously I had him as a, a bust and a kind of a reach at that point. Right. So, you did. so I can't have him anything but an A. I think he still probably should put on a little bit of weight. But the route running, just the determination, the, the the natural ball instincts, it, this, I mean, this kid's going to shatter some records. Like, he's, I, I'll, I'll take, if if he is the guy who ends up being, breaking Jerry Rice's records, even though it should have been A.B., I'll be happy because at least it's someone who's physically is gifted and not just relying on uh, some barrier-breaking offensive schemes. I still hate Jerry Rice. Not hate him, but he's overrated. So what's your grade? A minus, A plus, A plus. Give me as many pluses as uh, we're allowed. Derek, I'm gonna give him an A just because I think I think it's weird to have more than one A plus, and I already have my A plus saves for somebody else. <laughs> I like uh, it, so I'm gonna give him an A. Oh, he's, I mean, he's a stud. You gotta yes. love everything about it. The chemistry's there, obviously, with Burrow and he's, you know some some pre existing chemistry, but he's making all the big plays. He's he's really consistent, and which is he doesn't disappear, which I think is is the biggest thing. Right. Um. I know tough matchups. Rookie wide receivers can tend to kind of disappear at times, and he's he's just not doing that. Sure. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here, uh, and I'm obviously giving him an A for his for his performance so far. But I do got to say there are some things that kind of jump off the board with me with with think with his stats just recently. So first of all, only three 100 yard games. I thought that was pretty interesting when I was looking at his stats. Like that's a lot. It seems like, but if you look at his other games besides those three games, you know, just kind of a contributor, but like not really. I don't know, like he put on, you know, 200 yards in one game, 159 in another. He's accumulating a lot of his yards in those few games. And then also the other thing that jumps out at me is 79 targets. He's on pace for like 160 targets this year. That's a fucking lot of targets. Uh, that's like, I think that would tie Devontae Adams. Well, I guess, no, it'd probably be more like 140 uh, in terms of targets. But that's still a lot of targets. I look at a guy like Justin Jefferson last year who was only targeted... 80 or 125 times, um, and he caught 88 receptions. His, his target to reception ratio was ridiculous. Jamar Chase's, he has 79 targets, 47 receptions. So, like, almost half of his targets has he's caught. I guess you could put some of that on Joe Burrow, but I don't know. I, I, I think this guy is going to be absolutely electric in the league. However, I think maybe, I hate to say it, I think he's a little overrated at this point. I, I just think people are projecting him out to be a little bit better than he has been. 
And maybe maybe I'm just completely reading that wrong. I mean, the guy didn't even play college football last year, so there's a lot to take into consideration. But, yeah, I mean, the guy's clearly a stud. I just I wonder what his ceiling is. Like, is this guy a perennial all-pro, or is he just going to be, like, a solid contributor? It's it's. I think it's still up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, kind of combing through his stats here, I mean, he's got he's up there. He's in the mix as far as yards after catch with somewhere between half and three-quarters of what everyone else has. So that's a that's a big number, too. So True. it could just be missing on downfield balls. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I don't get to watch every Bengals game, fortunately. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, but I, I didn't fall with the fortunately. But I, but I obviously will be watching this weekend, but... Um, you know, he's ex- he's exceeded thus far, like what I've projected for him thus far. So he's really, really fucking good. Um, and yeah, I mean the the Cincinnati has a lot. And honestly, I I, I truly believe I, these guys. Justin Jefferson was drafted at twenty. Um, when Jamar Chase was drafted, he was barely twenty one. These guys are coming to the league so early now. I mean, we'll get Justin Jefferson at twenty two, like just dominating. Uh, and then uh, fucking Jamar Chase, only twenty one years old. Like, guys are coming along so much faster than they ever used to, especially wide receivers, which usually took a few years to develop. Um, I, I definitely, by the way, want to uh, get kind of into the stadium a little bit early for that game, kind of see, like, the pregame shit. Like, I love watching that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're trying to. And we it, definitely will. We're trying into in L.A., but they actually lock off. If you don't have certain tickets, you can't, get, you can't like, be on the bottom level. Like, it's so weird. Probably worried about like terrorists, like like people just roaming around the you know the stadium completely. You know what I'm saying? Like they you don't want, want bring... the pores too close to the field. I, yep. Pretty much, I I, I I get it. It was just the first time it ever happened to me. It's bad luck. All right, I'm gonna give you another name. Uh, we're stick, sticking with wide receivers, Jalen Waddle. So I believe he's the was he the second? He was the second wide receiver, I believe, off the board. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I'm gonna go. This, this this is a hard grade to assign. I'm gonna go with a B. B. Flat B. B. Flat B. Um, I don't think a lot of it's his fault. I think yeah. he's in a terrible offense with a terrible quarterback. The the times that the games that I have watched of his, he's been extremely explosive. He jumps off the screen. Um, I think there's a lot of talent potential there. But from an out, you know, you got you got, you have to take into account actual production and, and he's just in such a bad situation that it's the numbers really aren't there yet. Yeah. I'm I'm right in the C minus range. Uh, still, a, a lot of the receivers I thought just went too high, and it's just like a weird rush. But if you want to be elite, you're gonna figure out a way. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. So yeah. is this production or like draft grade, draft value? No, it's just like as far as I where I think I, I if you're not gonna factor in where they were drafted into their production, uh, and just and just kind of what you see on the field. So I, I'd knock him down if we're gonna say you know let's take into account where he got drafted. Obviously, I think it was sixth overall. Um, B minus then. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean it's you know nothing exceptional. Like he's doing well. Obviously the um the the standards get I guess are always different for rookies. But you know, so just some guys just find a way to sh- like show off. Like they just wait find ways to show up. And he hasn't he hasn't really changed any games. Um, and and if you you know if we were to factor like one one or two big plays in, Jamar Chase took over that Baltimore game. Like clutch time, crunch everything. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle pretty much had like one game where he's got 17 receptions for nine yards, and um, kind of after that, it's like, all right, you're good, but you know, just eh, eh, meh. Yeah, I'm gonna give him an incomplete. I don't think we know what Jalen Waddle is, 
Uh, and we, we talk a lot about, so if, if you play fantasy sports, you need to play Yahoo just to read their savage fucking analysis of players. And I want to read you this, this uh, I call it an article or whatever it is. It's like the update on players when you click on the news for the player. Uh, this is from Yahoo Sports. And th- this embodies Jalen Waddell's whole season. Jalen Waddell caught 8 of 10 targets for 83 yards in Miami's Week 9 win over Houston. Advice. With Devontae Parker on IR, Waddle continued to dominate targets for a Miami offense that is dedicated to making sure each and every one of those targets is only eight yards downfield. <laughs> Waddle comes into Thursday Night Football as a legit wide receiver three candidate on volume alone, but it's hard to be excited about hitching on to Jacoby Brissett versus the Ravens defense. Uh, so fucking true. Uh, by the way, Waddle actually was really, really good in that game. Uh, he's been really good. From a fantasy perspective, I'm giving him an A minus. From a player perspective, I don't really know. I don't think this guy's ever going to be elite. I think he's just going to be kind of a solid receiver like his whole career, but ne- never really elite. Um, so yeah, I I just I don't know. There's, I think what he, what he excels at is something that a team almost has to commit to. Like, yeah, it, it, you can't. He's not going to just get natural targets. Like you have to look for him. 96 targets so far this year. Like, from a fantasy perspective, this guy is somebody that you want going forward. Oh, yeah, forward. he's getting force-fed right now, oh, for force sure. Fed. And it's, it's beautiful. They have no other options. No. <laughs> no other options. And Jacoby Brissett can't throw the ball very far, so. No, he, dude, if you ever watch him play in Miami, like, they throw it two yards, like, every fucking play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's bad. It's That guy's not a good quarterback. But, uh, all right, so we will f- cap off our, our, uh, our wide receiver there. Uh, let's go to quarterback because this is really what I want to fucking talk about. And I want to start this off by saying we're going to start it off with Trevor Lawrence. And I pose the question, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? Oh, yeah. I've been saying it. I've been saying it <laughs> since since the end of the season. Like, like you talk about this player like he is an all-world, all-God type of quarterback, right? Those guys find out. Like ways to win. Like growing up, yeah, you're more athletic than everyone. Getting to good places, you guys dominate. Go to Clemson, and some of those rosters were in the top ten. Like they probably had two of the top ten rosters we've ever seen. So yeah, the stats and the numbers are going to be there. Like he's, it's not that he's going to be bad, but when you talk about these guys that are going to be the world changing type class of type players, like look at players like Andrew Luck. He came in and he like. Still found ways to win, like found ways to like produce, and you know you're gonna. We, we know there's rookie bumps and all that, and you know whether it's the first season, second season, both, or every single season. You could, he's, but he won't. I don't think he's gonna be as bad as Alex Smith. I I know he won't be as bad as Alex Smith, but when the hype is just too high, he's getting a deep D for me, and I'm. Yeah, he's a bust, and I'm happy to say it. You heard it here first. <laughs> so a I, D and a bust. I think this is another good, like, incomplete. I, I think uh, it's it was, he got drafted to a bad team. He has a terrible head coach. Another player that they use a high pick on got hurt in preseason, hasn't played yet. So there's no they're not getting value out of the rest of that draft class. Um, he's shown all the flashes. He's, he's made some of the throws, the hard throws, the deep outs, the, some of the ones you want to see from a guy. He's shown flashes. Um, I mean, if, if we put you in a time machine back to 1999, you probably think Peyton Manning's a bust at the same point in, the, in his rookie season. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think we got to wait a little bit longer on this guy, see what the next head coach does with them, see what he does with a little bit more talent around him. Um, but, he, I mean, he's made the hard throws that you, you're wondering, can a guy convert to the NFL? He, he's made those throws. Yeah. I still love the guy's talent. So I'm going to give you what I think, and then I'm going to play some devil's advocate. What I think is that... Trevor Lawrence is fine, 
And this is why I think that I just I gotta believe in this guy's talent. His you look at his speed when he scrambles, his speed stacks up at this level. Yep. He he's he's ridiculously mobile. I think he's smart. I just I think he's getting fucked by the Urban Meyer hire. One of the dumbest coaching hires, and I've I've said it since day one, and I'm I'm proud to hold that for as long as it as long as it'll be true, which will be until he finally resigns from the Jaguars. But the Urban Meyer hire was a disaster. Uh, but I, I still believe in Trevor Lawrence, just purely based on talent. But here's what worries me. If you've noticed recently in the NFL, and maybe this is just, I don't know, recency bias or whatever you want to call it, but the guys that are really good now are almost always good immediately. I guess I guess the one guy I would omit is Josh Allen, who looks like he's going to be a really good quarterback in this league. But look at Patrick Mahomes, MVP his first full season. Um, guys like uh, Justin Herbert, you know, most prolific passer in, in rookie quarterback history. Uh, all these guys that are bursting out of the this, this scene nowadays, they're doing it immediately. I don't see a lot of cases. Like, can you name a lot of cases besides Josh Allen where guys are really, really good or elite now that started off really bad? Kyler Murray even was fucking lights out his, his, his rookie I, year. I, I was actually just getting ready to talk about it. So it's kind of like... You know, if they're like, hey, um, um, Trevor Lawrence is the number one. He's great, but, like, not sucking his dick. Like, he's going to change, the like, the whole world. Yeah. It's like they, they didn't even come close to that with Kyler Murray. Like, we knew he was going to be good. There's always the questions because of the height. So, I'm looking at the, the roster. So, he took the number one draft pick. They went, what, 5-10-1 here. And his receiving core, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake at running back. Like, if you are the elite of the elite, you, f- you just I bet but I bet you Trevor Lawrence would like to have that compared to what he has true yeah I mean I name the starting tight end in Jacksonville Tim Tebow right should have been Tim Tebow <laughs> I think Shaughnessy is the last person I remember and I, and I doubt he's doing a whole lot it like, should have been Tim Tebow I agree they just keep the wheels spinning on, that, the on that carnival yeah like yeah. like there's nothing special about any other tight end. Like at yep. least at least you have some kind of like hype and something going on. Now Jackson was not doing bad. We knew they're gonna struggle. Maybe not this bad. I maybe probably this bad. But um big you know, some big weird wins. Um, as soon as NTN got hurt, I was like, This this season's over for them. Yeah. And I, I I still doubt the Etienne drop pick still though. <laughs> I, I do too, but, but, but they but went from having one playmaker to having zero playmakers. And, and then when you think about it, like one playmaker who actually never played a down in the NFL either. Right. I mean, you think about that. How bad that He's defense have his own is. Learning curve. How bad that defense is. They could have had Asante Samuel. That's brutal. Yep. And uh, the defensive lineman for the Pats. Yeah. A fucking but, stud. Martin Martin oh my gosh. You tell me they couldn't that you tell me that guy's not about, a man? He has he has work ethic problems. Well it's a guy who's not working hard. Straight up though, it, he did land in the right spot. Yeah. Can you imagine that guy under Urban Meyer? Oh my god. What a disaster. Yeah. To, to go to go to a team where, uh, with a player's coach would have been a disaster. You're stealing some more thunder. That was one of my, my deep uh my deep cuts. Oh, yeah, but uh, like back to your question, as far as like MVP caliber type players, it doesn't happen. Josh Allen was unique, but he still hasn't got the MVP yet, right? But like some of, but some of those guys still turn out to be good players, like, and that's fine. Like they can win you Super Bowls, they can win you a lot of games. But, but if, I mean, you look at like Derek Carr had, was a flash in the pan early, then he looked terrible, and now he looks good again. Like there's, I mean, there's situation plays such a big role into it, and, and the, the problem is like even if he gets out of from Urban Meyer. 
Like he's still in Jacksonville. Right. I guarantee their next hire is going to suck too. Yeah, so for sure. It's like, where is he? You know, where is he going to? Does he go somewhere else and see like a, you know, a it'll probably T- be Mike Zimmer, like, like a Ryan Tannehill but, type resurgence. But, but, but I guarantee you, that, and, and the Ryan Tannehill is not I quite Jason in that Garrett's available. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great. Quarterback guru. Like, uh, Tannehill's not quite to that level. He's somewhat flirty, but like, he's so different. He's because he was a receiver in college. Yeah. Um, it's just a unique spot. Yet you, you expect if you put the expectations that high and you're not even flirting with it, it was eight touchdowns, nine picks, I think, in that ballpark. Right. You know, it's not desirable. It's not Peyton's like what's Peyton through like twenty six picks or twenty eight picks or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, I yeah I, I like it. We're 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 pretty torn on on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, let's move it along. Uh, I'm just gonna jump right to it. Is Mac Jones the best quarterback in this rookie class today? Yes. Today, there's, I mean, there's there's no there's no doubting it. Long term, long term, I, I I still think he has a, a lower ceiling than some of the other guys. I think some of the other guys have better skill sets, but at the same time, I mean, you Tom Brady showed a, a blueprint for if you get the ball out a second faster, you can have a weaker arm to do it. Um, so there, there's there's things you can do there. And you talk about situation. I mean, that's it's a really good situation. You know, the defense is going to take care of you. You're going to play some short fields. Great receivers. Uh, <laughs> To yeah, I know. not a good receiver. Yeah, I know. I've, I'll take Jacksonville if Chark's in there. I'll take Jacksonville's receiver. But I would say over the Pats. Yeah. But I mean, New England has two head coach, two coaches better than any coach on the on the Jacksonville. Like McDaniel's is better than the head coach in Jacksonville. But see, I think I think draw, I think, OJ, I think Gerard Mayo is probably better than the head coach in Jacksonville. So <laughs> when it's true when I think what will be the one of the next like closest adaptations which will probably happen in the next two years obviously you guys remember the whole like uh Aaron, Aaron Rodgers issue with the GM like not having a say in what happens I think that will speed up like Trevor Lawrence will have a say if you want if he's gonna be your franchise guy going forward you will be seeing these younger guys hey we're gonna build it all around you you're gonna get a say and then if things will form take their opinion kind of work it to mold what they like it, it will be happening I, I can I very confident in that. So you, that way, you, no one runs into the shit where you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who hates you, hates your franchise that he spent his entire career with. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. I, I think it's a little too early on on Trevor Lawrence, and, and again, I mean, look, Fields looked great in preseason, and then looked really bad, and I still don't think he looks great. And he has a little, you know, a little more from a weapon standpoint. So this cracks me up. I couldn't remember Hunter Henry's name. So I uh, I googled uh, Patriots tight ends and look at the first two guys that pop up. Are. That's so funny. Gronk, of course, number one. Yeah. Guess who's number two? Nice, nice. Aaron Hernandez. That's that's fucking weird. The guy only played there for like two years, but obviously pretty notorious. Um, but yeah, Hunter Henry is pretty good. Um, and uh, Algalores looked pretty good. Yeah, Hunter Henry's been pretty good. They just run the shit out of the football. Yeah, they're they're fucking. Listen, I'm. I'm about to be get hyperbolic as fuck about this shit, but Mac Jones is the truth. He's yeah. going to be a really, really, just like I said in our group chat, he's never going to be elite. He's always going to be really good. However, I always used to think that about Brady, and what, lo and behold, 44-year-old MVP caliber Brady, like, what is going on with that shit? I, I, don't, I don't, I'm just going to say, the Brady comparisons, kind of ridiculous. He's not Brady. It's I think very the, only, the only the only way I think the Brady comparison makes sense, and the, the, it's it's easy to fall back on, is is 
he's a guy who I think will be successful in the same way and that you look at him and you're like physically like what do you do that's that's impressive and it's it's nothing right it's it's everything he does that is successful is driven by what's above the shoulders that's it it's yeah. a mental game for him but, but that's Derek, exactly but, but Derek, we, we, we just had this conversation uh, recently when I was you know working we, we talked on the phone for a little while just talking about like what's going on what happens why do these guys have issues it's all about like the the pregame shit, like the pre before snap. That the play is won ninety percent of the time before it's even snapped, and especially at that position. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's it's read and react. So like you know, yeah, you like you, obviously you want somebody. Ideally, you want someone who can kind of move and all that. But I also want someone that is knows what the defense is doing. Um, and yeah, it might be a perfect storm for him. But I think that's really, really, really hard for for people to evaluate talent standpoint because. College offenses are intentionally so simple. Yeah. And college defense are, defenses are intentionally so simple. You just go and out-athlete people. You can't do that at the NFL level. And so you don't really gauge if a guy can do it or not. Um, and, and so far, it looks like Matt can do it. And that's – I mean, that's the only place to make a comparison. I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's going to win multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowls. I just think the way that he God, gets I hope it he done doesn't win is the same. Super Bowls. I mean – <laughs> he, he, I, I think I think he's gonna be really good in the league. Uh, somebody did a comparison of his uh, press conferences uh, now and from last summer. Last summer, he's like the goofy kid, like just coming into camp, like from Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, it's all oh, just having fun out there. Now, the way he answers questions, uh, yeah, we, um, you know, we went out and uh, you know, he just didn't, you know, didn't really execute there. We definitely, he sounds like Bill Belichick all of a sudden, straight up. Go go watch the comparison. It's fucking awesome. It's 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 uh, last summer is like oh shucks like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a rookie rookie from Alabama. Am I the next Brady? Maybe you know. And then, and then now to it's me that's like somebody who's poised. like gotten into the film and feels oh, yeah. confident and like knows what he's doing. I love him and all. I, I you know as much we make a lot of predictions on this podcast and so it's all recorded. The internet keeps receipts of everything we're said. And I'll fucking admit it, man. I was wrong. Wrong about, wrong about Mac Jones. However, I do say this. There's only two places that Mac Jones would have succeeded. 49ers fucked up big time not drafting Mac Jones. I think he would have succeeded there. And I think he would have been just as good of a player as if he went to New England. But those are the only two teams. 49ers in New England. Those are, I think those, I truly believe those are the only of, circumstances of that, that he of succeeds. That needed a quarterback. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, that we're going to draft that. Yeah. Out of all yeah. the yeah. scenarios he could have landed, those are the only two places that he succeeds, in my opinion. Yeah, he needed it, the right system. And and what's funny is like you can never know for sure. Uh, obviously, it's always fun like speculate when you think looking back. Um, but I I think what we're definitely confident in is um, no matter who drafted Trey Lance, you didn't want to trade up your whole future for for that kid at three. I don't. I don't. For sure. And that's the thing too is like if you if you want to take a flyer at Trey Lance at three, and you have the third pick, I don't even hate it. Like the the kid has a huge ceiling. Yeah. He has yeah. he has a talent. He has a Josh Allen skill set, the arm, the mobility, all that stuff. But you don't fucking mortgage your future to get there. Dude, when man. he was available, he would have been available at five. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the fifth quarterback. <laughs> they would have been available. They they had such like everything was like bright for them. And it's that's why like, I mean you look you look at. Mac Jones at 15, fifth quarterback taken. I mean, the value is incredible. It's it's incredible, man. They didn't have, they didn't even have to trade up to get him or anything. They just sat so, and let it come to him. Yeah, I I steal the draft. Guys, a stud. Patriots are one of the best teams in the AFC, and we're gonna we're gonna talk. Oh no, actually, fuck it. 
we, we, we've talked a lot about this rookie debate. I'd like to move on because I think it's the most interesting debate and, and when it comes to the NFL. Who is good in the NFL? And has there ever been a more confusing time where, where that's a question? All right, so I just want to read over. Um, if you want to just understand how confusing the NFL is right now, just Google NFL standings and then click on the AFC and look at what you see. It is the most confusing shit ever. Uh, NFC, NFC East, or A- AFC East. Fucking Pats are back. Two teams over 500. AFC West, all four teams at or above 500. There's only AF- one-fourth of the AFC is under 500. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's insane. AFC North, every single team is over 500. That's wild. And so then, I, I just told even you. In those numbers, like you look at Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. is six and four. They've been one team with a winning record. Yep. And if you're wondering where all these losses are going, they're going to the Texans and the Jaguars. Yep. So, the so Jets. I, I have a weird theory about this, and we're, <laughs> unless, I, unless you're the Titans, <laughs> I do. I do want to get your guys' take. Like, I, I really want to know what you think. You know, what teams are good, but I also want to say, I think that what's happening in the AFC right now, if you look at the standings, I think it's a. I don't. It, it's not a huge contributing factor, but you got to remember the AFC this year. What did they get? One extra home game. home game. That's going to be an interesting thing to monitor over the years. Does 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 the conference that gets that one home game? Because if you look at the winning percentages by home teams in the NFL, it's it's pretty big. I mean, it's it, Vegas. Vegas will pull, throw you know one and a half, two points at their the spread algorithm just to see. Now, actually, I'm not, th- I thought it was three. Three? three for home teams. It's, yeah. That's just like a general thought or rule. I don't even yeah. know if it's confirmed, but that's what we all it's go significant. by. The home, the home away splitters is significant. But So I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point, and I'm going to touch on that in just one second. So last year uh, was like a statistical anomaly of like road teams winning and covering, and they're about to top it this year. So like everything's just like so bonkers. But some of the things that we were talking about earlier, injuries, who's playing, when do you play, why do you play – that extra game, whether whether it be home or away, but just like that extra game, it's you have to imagine it's literally like changing how everyone's coaching, how everyone's deciding shit. Like one game doesn't feel like a lot, right? But one game is everything. Sure. And um, and but yeah, like like one extra home game, it's like okay, well we're gonna we can maybe write this in as a win. Like we'll be juiced up, ready, so maybe we can rest um, our starting guy who's receiver whatever position who's like a tweener on an injury because we have this home game he's going to be ready give him that rest and 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 obviously we haven't talked about the uh the weird bye weeks this season but um but it's it's a whole it's a whole new world like it is like dude so i what what i'm saying is we just monitor this over the next coming seasons like next year is the nfc going to be like this i know it's only one game but one game is a lot in the nfl I mean, if you get that extra home game, like, is it going to influence? And it, it is. It's it's completely fair because it doesn't matter what, you know, records are in the other conference. You're only battling against your own conference. Yeah. So the system makes complete sense. I do agree with Brady that the 17-game thing is, is bullshit. But as season ticket holders, like, we are next year. We get nine games for the Bucks. That's fucking badass. Well, see, yeah, see, see it's Jason like... Jason clap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's home and away, but, like, like it's a... Truthfully, this is a whole new season than we've ever expected. Fantasy football, real football, every type of football, everything's just so much different. It's 
which are kind of awesome, right? It is, dude. Everything is different. Uh, the I, I I would argue that the NFL is putting out the best product it's ever put out. And in this amid, you know, horrible ref calls, I think the re- refereeing is horrible this year. Um, but I will just say, there's never been parody like the NFL. So I will ask the question again: Who is good? Who's good in the NFL? Who who is who do we know for a fact is really really good? I'm I'm going to build this on on teams that scare me in the playoffs. I don't really care about regular season wins as much. So like Baltimore, they're they're right now leading the division. They don't scare me in the playoffs. I don't think what they do. True. I don't. I, that's not to me a playoff team that scares me. Um, I think New England's going to be good for the playoffs. I think Tennessee's going to be very good for the playoffs. I think Indy's going to be good for the playoffs. And I think Kansas City and the Chargers. That's it. That's to me. That's it from the AFC. Um, there's some teams that are in the mix. I don't think Pittsburgh's serious. I, I don't. I don't like their offense in the playoffs. Cincinnati's too up and down. Buffalo hasn't beat anybody good. They haven't proven that they're good, and their defense is not as good as we thought it was going to be. Right. They're doing most of that heavy lifting on offense, which I tend to trust teams with with the defense, especially in the playoffs. So I mean, Tennessee's the are, real deal. Are the Cowboys good? The Cowboys are good. My, I, I hate fucking saying it, but the Cowboys are good. But. To, to, they they seem good, but then they they lose to a fucking horrible Broncos team. And I'm sorry, like I, I know they're you know a middling team in terms of record, but that team is no good. I mean, their offense is so fucking bad. They get blown out by the Broncos. Lose to the Chiefs. Is there any more flawed team in the NFL than the Chiefs that, that's succeeding right now? Like Chiefs are bad. Patrick Mahomes and in that, that game, and that's a good horrible. point that you make too. Is is of these teams, there's no in past years you've looked at at, at teams and you're like. This is it. Like they're going to be deep yeah. in the playoffs. They'll make it to the, the championship no matter what. Some of those old Patriots teams, Brady, you're like, all right, punch their ticket. They're in the AFC championship. Who's going to play them? Yep. There's nobody like that. You look right now, the best team in, in the league is Arizona. Extremely flawed. So flawed. You look at, you Cole know, McCoy is LA. Quarterback. The, the Rams are very flawed. The Buccaneers secondary is atrocious. You look through some of these teams. I mean, Dallas is, is really bad in secondary. Their front seven's great. Micah Parsons. I know we're talking about rookie records. That's my A. Plus. Uh, he's. Borderline defensive player of the year candidate. Um, Green Bay, super flawed. Like, what's like, going on with, like, Kyler Murray? You, you mentioned the, the Cardinals. Like, no idea. No idea. Can they win with Colt, Colt McCoy a long couple term. games? Yeah, long-term, no. Long-term, no. It, 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 you, know, you, you see sometimes a guy will splash, like Mike White comes in, you know, we're anointing him, Hall of Fame, Mike White. He is. Mike White is the greatest player that's then, ever played the game. And then reality comes back down, and that's what, I mean, Colt McCoy, like. Wait, did something happen recently with Mike White? What do you mean? Did he? I I sorry. Last time I tuned in with Mike White, I uh, he was the greatest quarterback in the history of the league, and then I blacked out, and oh, then and yeah. then I just now woke up, and me and you were talking. Did <laughs> did, did, did something so happen? So not only with Mike is he White? not only is he bad, and we all figured out he's bad. He's now on the COVID list too. Oh Jesus! So uh, so is Joe right. Flacco. So it's gonna be Oof, Zach Bird Wilson Man. slinging the ball. <laughs> Zach Wilson's back, baby. Zach Wilson's back. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I I blacked out for like. Four weeks. Last, I mean, last, last we were talking, Mike White was the greatest quarterback on earth. So, yeah, you look at Arizona 9 and 2 and, and Green Bay 8 and 3. Those are two very, very flawed teams. And you look, talk about Arizona and what they do. Now imagine that in January in the snow. Sure. Are I the Rams good? I don't like Arizona. Like the, we know the Rams are good. So now but... the Rams, this is a thing where like they've been really, they've lost two in a row. Uh, bringing in a cancel like Odell back in midseason, I thought was a terrible idea. Horrible. Regardless of whether or not. Horrible you, idea. Regardless of whether or not Woods gets hurt and you need Dumbest him. thing McVay's ever done. And he's done some pretty dumb things. 
Yeah. That's the dumbest thing ever done. You see, I mean, Bill Check's done some of that shit where you're just like, just big ball in it. Like, just putting his dick on the table. It's like, I know I can take this on, and it doesn't always work out. No, but here's the difference in him and Bill Check. Bill Check wouldn't, wouldn't even have slightly started him the first game. OBJ probably doesn't even get meaningful reps until game three that that's, he's with the Patriots. That's fair. 100%. Albert Hainsworth, I don't think, played a snap until his third game. Exactly. Yeah, so that's that's fair. But we look at defenses, and like that's a playoff defense. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be okay. But you look at Arizona, it's like that offense doesn't work in the snow. Yeah, for sure. So the first game they hit to play away from Arizona, like I think they're fucked. What about you, Marcus? Are the Packers good, Marcus? Are the Packers good? The Packers are not good. They just lost to the Vikings. They're not good. The Packers are not good. No, um, they are not. But they can play spoiler in the snow. Yeah, but that but they have to get they have to get the spot. So. When, when you're looking at the outside of just, like, the 17-game schedule now, also remember, there's only one bye week. There's yeah. only one team getting a bye. So, like, that changes everything, too. Right. So, you have to be planning. I, th- I think that, and by think, I'm highly confident. So, when you're looking at your quarterback and star receiver between Hopkins and Kyler Murray, where they're at. So, they're kind of questionable, not sure. And you're looking at, so, let, let's just say a month ago, right? So, at this point, it's kind of them and Green Bay who's battling for that one seed. Right. And then they go and dominate the first game. He wasn't ready. Cool. You want to rest. Like, all right, now we're in the spot. If you think these guys aren't, like, watching how the other teams are playing, what's going on, and, like, what's going on outside of the building, generally you don't want outside influences affecting it, but that's more media nonsense. But they're watching it to see how Green Bay's doing it, who is struggling and having the same issues with Aaron Rodgers. So you win your first game. Cool. We're definitely going to give our quarterback another week. Then they go and lose, but Green Bay loses. Well, we're in the same spot, and the Rams are losing. Everyone's kind of losing to each other. We haven't lost ground. We're still we're still number one, one A, one B, whatever. Then you go in. All right, we we can wait for this week because no matter what, at that point, with everyone else losing, now we're going into our bye week. So fuck it. Let's just give them the extra time. Let's go for this final stress push. Right. Be healthy. Be good. That the season literally like every bit of it changes what's going on. I think they get, obviously you get lucky, you get fortunate with going two and one and actually winning anything with Colt McCoy at all. But you have to give props and kudos to any team that like kind of overcomes like super adversity. Like at first it's the Raiders with all their drama and shit. Like oh you guys won and then they the suck Raiders dick. are terrible. Yeah, well then they suck dick, so you guys are done. And then but like Arizona. You know, you lose J.J. Watt, and then you got all these injuries, and they're still finding ways to win. You know, that's huge. So, so the flip side of this, though, is regardless of whether or not you're paying attention to Green Bay, you still play in the, in the NFC West. Yes. And you have a bye week this week. The Rams win. They're one game behind you. And now you have Kyler Murray playing against the Rams defense, and he hasn't played meaningful football in a month. Right. Like, that's scary. It, when when you're the elite of the elite, like you're still out there. We're, like, we're talking about Kyler Murray here. Yeah. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking fantastic. He's, like, he's good. Like, when he plays, like, like it's not. When it's he plays, not, he's fantastic. But he's so, not. He's not like right. beyond reproach. So, so, Aaron Donald's still a scary dude. So, so he hasn't been at a spot where he's not doing anything. He's still out there. He's still taking mental reps. They're still kind of working through things. Guys like that pick it back up. Right. And, and going into this, he'll be getting more rep time coming in through practices. Just no contact, but no quarterbacks getting contact at yeah. all. And he's been practicing because he's, he's been a question mark. So he's been doing some, you know, some practice stuff. Um, they will be all right. The Rams are still a better team. Yeah. 
Um, definitely shouldn't have signed OBJ. No, like, dude. The, all right. So the OBJ, uh, Troy Aikman had one of his best takes of the week this this last week. Uh, he said, when you bring in a guy who demands carries like OBJ, it's just such a dangerous thing. It's such a cancer in the locker room, especially in that style of offense, where like the style of that offense is to distribute to everybody. Well, dude, look, look at the beginning of that of that game against San Francisco. Set the tone. Fucking immediately, they're force-feeding force OBJ. Like, what are you doing, dude? You're playing a divisional opponent that you've never fucking beat. Square up and try to beat this motherfucker. Dude, who cares about OBJ? And that's that's where McVay and, and Bilicek are, are different guys. Bilicek doesn't give a fuck about the personnel around him. Doesn't give a shit about players' egos. He's like, you want to come win games, motherfucker? Get in. We're going. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Not not about get in. We're going to get you a thousand yard season. No no personal promises. Just buy into what I'm going to I'm going to tell you, and, and we're going to go succeed. win games. Yeah, yes. you know, kind of going back to That's Albert. What McVay needs to do going back to like Albert Hainsworth. It, me and Derek had this conversation obviously a long time ago. We're like, man, what a fucking steal! Like, how does New England always give up? Like. Uh, like a high school prospect. And I completely get like forgot about pro. the Albert thing. So, so he comes over and we we're talking. He's like, but the funny thing is, if he comes over and he's an asshole and he doesn't change everything, yep, he'll he'll cut his ass tomorrow. Yep. He did. And Albert, it did. Yeah, Albert was there six weeks. Yeah, yep. yeah. And and but that's, uh, Chad, that's what it is. Chad Johnson. He was there not even a full season. All right, guys, let's launch into the games of the week because uh, we've been going a little long. But yes, let's do it. It's the NFL Games of the Week. We might as well just start this off exactly where we already had it, which is the Rams-Packers game. It's the game of the week. I mean, really. And and like we were talking about, what teams are good? Um, A good question. This is going to lay out and determine a lot of what is what in the NFC. I mean, these are are two top contenders um, for the number one seed. Maybe the Rams are falling a little bit, but... It's the ultimate we-don't-know line with Vegas right now. Minus one. Whenever I see minus one, plus one on a a line, that's that's when Vegas is just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, it's like you want to call it a pick-em, but you're not going to call it a pick-em. You know, like like you think one team has a slight edge. And by the way, I love when books differ uh, because Rams pretty much favored across the board. However, MGM has them at plus one. So this is a really split game. Um, I, I just thought about Aaron Donald chasing Aaron Rodgers on a bad foot around the field, and my dick got a little tingly. <laughs> I, I, I get that feeling watching like doctor shows, like when they're like stabbing each other, like blood squirting out as they're trying to save one. I'm like, ooh, my balls are tingling. Yeah, no, I, I, squirming, I, squirming. I, I think the the idea of the Rams dropping three in a row here is is hard for me to to like. Tough. Kinda, yeah, it's tough for me to be like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. A um, little bit of a trap. You know, obviously, they, we just talked about they get Arizona next week. So it's hard to play you know, two teams like that back-to-back. But uh, Rams all day for me. I, I just don't I don't really believe in, in Aaron Rodgers, man. I think I think we're starting to see some cracks in like, the mystique of what was Aaron Rodgers. Where we're like, oh, this is a guy who's kind of affable. He just doesn't really care. He jokes around. He likes being mysterious. Like, no, you're just, you're just a little insecure little bitch boy. And I don't know why his family hates him. See, but I have a counterpoint to that. I told my dad going into this week. I go, dude, the thing I'm most afraid of is all the bad press that Aaron Rodgers has been getting. He fucking thrives on that shit. I get any, it. Anytime that Aaron Rodgers is in the corner, he's like a fucking cornered squirrel. But counter-counterpoint, 
he's always bad when he's in relationships and he's dating the craziest bitch he's dated yet. True, but he's been pretty he was even I mean, he was lights out last week. Um the, the Vikings defense is no good, but uh I I got I got to say Aaron Rodgers when his back is up against a corner very much a fucking rabid beast. However, we got two backs up against the corner. McVay, like as you said, not going to drop three in a row. I think the Rams roll here. I, I I think they roll by a lot. I do, however, think, dude, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate gamer when it comes to um, regular season games. I don't think he's a big gamer in the playoffs, but when it comes to regular season games, he seems to always rise to the moment and just conquer uh, so I do think the, the the Packers will be competitive in this one. Over under 47, smashing the over. Smashing the over. I think that's criminally low. I think this is going to be one of those second halves where they're just trading touchdowns back and forth. Well, I, so I think they're buying too much into the Rams defense on this over under on for, for Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and I do Packer. If you look at Green or Aaron Rodgers, he just overcomes good defenses. It's just what he does. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking gamer. He's going to rise to the occasion. What, who do you like in this one, Marcus? So, uh, a while back, uh, actually, the week we were doing our uh, podcast here, uh, it was like the first of like a, such a ridiculous hot streak. We sat on the back porch. We talked about, like, I fucking love this week. I love all the lines. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous week I've ever turned in. I'm kind of leaning that way a little bit this week. Yes. And the, Ram- and the Rams are my number one. The Rams are going to, I don't know how to, like say this without like offending anybody. Go for it. They're gonna forcefully butt fuck the Green Bay on Sunday. Oh man, that was oh, that God. did not disappoint. That was good. So <laughs> with all due respect. That was, that was wow. So so it's like the Amon Arbery guys that just got accused today that they'll be forcefully now, butt fucked. <laughs> now what I am actually pretty torn on is the over under because I could see I could actually see the Rams kind of like just shit stomping Green Bay and like holding them down. No, I like <laughs> and forcefully butt fucking him. So, um, so, so you, so you have Aaron Rodgers. Hey, hey, so now you have Aaron Rodgers toe, like an excuse to thought, whatever. But back to still isn't going to be back. Uh, Aaron Jones probably isn't going to play. Uh, Demonte Adams is questionable right now. They just lost another lineman. Like, could you imagine Tom Brady sticking his foot up to his webcam? being like, oh, no, really, my toe's broken. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even want you to know that his toe was in any jeopardy. He wouldn't even make any – he wouldn't tell anybody about it. Nope. He would literally not tell anybody. You would you, find about it in a book well, six well, years well, later. Remember, what was it last year, the torn MCL or whatever the fuck yes. it was? Yeah. Yes, the whole year. Didn't tell anybody. Oh, Aaron Rodgers every week, he would have been like, hey, got up to get the newspaper today. MCL hurt a little bit. That's the difference between somebody who wants attention and somebody who like, wants to win at all costs. He's like, Agreed. I'm not going to tell you anything. No. So we all no. on the Rams? Rams. I'm 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 on the Rams by a lot. So what about the over under? I'm I'm torn. I I could see it going under. I really don't see Green Bay scoring more than 17 points. Ooh. So that that's kind of where I'm at. So right now you have um, the Rams who are going to play Green Bay. They don't that, need Aaron Jones, by the way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> AJ Dillon is a AJ Dillon is really good. Yeah, it's a little different there with Aaron Donald in the mix. He, the, the one thing that they lack with with AJ Dillon, I will say this is he's not as good of a receiver as Aaron Jones. That's for sure. No, he, he's he's definitely like serviceable, but no, he's not. No, he's not as good of a receiver. And that they, he needs a good receiving back yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, Rams obviously coming off a bye. They if what do you what do you think they would rather do? Like lose and be two and a half games back behind Arizona, or right. or, or 
stay one and a half game back and do that. They are going to come out and just demolish Green Bay. And sure. I, I, our first thought is going to be, man, this is, yeah, and we just said it, it's going to be a trap. Aaron Rodgers is a gamer. He's going to, he's, even though their dogs are expected to lose because of everything, he's going to find a way to win. They are not going to find a way to win. Yeah. So I'm, we, moving past this game. The Sports Memory Dogs of the Week. I have my dog of the week, uh, and this is this is hard for me to say, but I think the Vikings are the dog of the week. Plus three, the Vikings, dude. And you guys know me; I'm I'm very pessimistic on the Vikings this year, and I actually am weirdly bullish on the 49ers. I think the 49ers are really good. What does Mike Zimmer do? He eats quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo for breakfast. Want proof of that? Just go look back at every game Jimmy Garoppolo has played against Mike Zimmer. Um, I saw one of them live, and we we absolutely ate them alive at home. Now, it isn't, it is at 49ers, but plus three points. I mean, I don't believe in the Vikings at all, but the 49ers are the same team as the Vikings. We're very much flawed, except for I, I give the edge to the Vikings quarterback. I think the 49ers have the, have the better uh, defense, but Kirk Cousins, baby. Greatest quarterback in NFL history. Uh, <laughs> plus three. What do you guys think about this? And uh, in terms of like the the over under, I, I also pretty intriguing to me. Uh, Forty nine. Is it not shocking to you that that's higher than the Green Bay Rams game? It's kind of bizarre to me. Yes and no. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think either defense is as good as the Rams. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to like say this without. I, I want to make it funny so bad, but it's not funny. Uh, <laughs> Just say it then. The Everson Griffin funny. thing. Yeah. Like so, he's finally out of his house as of 20 minutes ago. Yeah. They, they got him out oh, of his okay. house. Uh, which who the fuck know how that was going to go? Um, he's on the every, way to everything else house. aside. Like that's he's a he's such a big piece of that what they do. It is. He's uh, good. So that's that's a tough one. And, and you know, talk about distractions. Like that's. That's hard to not let distract you. It's also weird, though, that Everson Griffin, by the way, was a complete throwaway. Did nothing for Detroit last year. Looked like he was on his last leg, going to leave the NFL, and now all of a sudden he's like a really good player. I mean, it's like Jamie Collins every time he leaves and comes back to New England. Yeah. He like, look, looked he amazing. He fits the Viking system was, 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 was a steal, then he went somewhere else looked terrible. Yep. Came back, he's all pro. Went somewhere else, he was bad again. Came back, he makes a ridiculous interception in his first game back. I'm just, some yeah. guys are meant to play some places. See, yep. I, I kind of thought Everson Griffin was done with the NFL after his last psychotic episode. And then, yeah. That, that was the best one, though. It, it was the best, yeah. Then he goes to Detroit, sucks, comes back. And, you know, he had the run, but it's not like it's on a like, – they just need to cut and move on. But, no. Still a distraction, no matter what. Yeah, you got to fucking get rid of it. Like, I know, like the – I think, the for me, what the least talked about, like, hurting piece is Daniel Hutter, man. Gone. That's a monster. Do you see his, like, still, like, he always produces. Wait, and who? Daniel Hunter. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, but. But no, but no one talks about that. And yeah. they, but they still find a way to, you know, obviously they gave up a ton of Green Bay, but they still find weird pieces, man. Piece it together. Like, you can't count on Everson Griffin to give a shit about your team. And for, you know, for whatever he's got going on, it sucks. But, like, you can't have, you can't have this come playoff time. The Vikings, by the way, have won both games since Daniel Hunter got hurt. Yeah, so guess what? They're they're figuring it out. They're finding ways. Yep. And yeah, I just think like overall, I just thought the defense was gonna be a lot better this year. Yeah, like, as as a unit, um, this is a weird game for me. Plus three, I mean, you still like the points there. 
Don't yeah. touch it. I, I it just, I think it's, a, I think it's a pretty strong line. That line kind of scares me. It's a big line. Uh, either way, honestly, forty ers were plus three. I'd be like, ah, like I, I just three points. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it seems like a lot in this matchup. Um, Especially at three and a half, that half point makes all the difference in the world. I have a weird feeling one of these teams is going to cross the other. Like, because they're such up and down teams, right? Like, 49ers, they can go out and lose to anybody. They can also go out and beat anybody. Same with the Vikings. Vikings can beat and lose to anybody. Um, The 49ers are getting healthy. Uh, Eli Mitchell looks like he's going to play this week. Uh, So that's interesting. But, you know, the Vikings are also getting healthy, too. And you saw what they did against Green Bay last week. So I I don't know, man. This is one of the most intriguing matchups of the week. I think you definitely take the under, though. 49 points. If if I'm going to bet the line or the under, I'm definitely betting the under. I'm going to bet under. Definitely betting under, leaning that hard. Minnesota is my favorite team that is plus three or more as far as underdogs go. It's a couple I love right now. Some of them I hate to admit that I love. But all out of all those, none of those are the Steelers. So we're going to bring some luck to them to come and smack uh, Cincinnati. Uh, some other huge underdogs I like, which weirdly like to win. Cleveland is going to come into Baltimore and win. Like the it's a so inconsistent Cleveland up and down. They go in and beat Baltimore. So let's level set. So the Cleveland Browns are four point dogs against the Ravens this week. Uh, is it at Baltimore? Yep, at Baltimore Sunday night. So you like Cleveland? And remember, and last su- last Sunday night they played. That was uh, one of the more intense, like crazy comeback games, like between those two back and forth. Uh, Cleveland will get it done because that, honestly, there's really nothing more than better than like everyone hating Baker and blowing Baker is, and hating Baker. Is, is there some quarterback controversy maybe brewing in Baltimore? Well, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you have two quarterbacks that can run and not throw. No, I'm just joking. The, the guy, the guy last week, uh, Huntley. They won. Yeah, they won in ugly fashion. What do you really mean, ugly fashion? What do, What do you guys make of the Titans Patriots line? So isn't it weird to see a team with like the best record in the AFC be a six point dog? So six my, and a half, according to a lot of sources. Is it six six yeah. and a half. So that's my number three team. Honestly, really feeling like Tennessee slept getting ready for this game. If in variable. We we know he wants to be up and ready like this. This game, if they went one and sixteen and beat New England on the road in New England, it's a, a success successful year for him. Um, this is the biggest upset special. I like it as my number three upset, but I kind of I'd love them to cover. I'd buy them the seven and a half for fun, but I love six and a half. This is going to be a fucking physical game. It's going to be a smash mouth physical game. This could be the lowest scoring game of the week. And the fourth one I really, really like is uh, uh, Indy to get it done, man. Well, hold on. Let's let's stick on the Titans Patriots for a little bit because uh, you stole my thunder. This is the this is what is this line? It's what weird. is this line? Every once in a while, this, you look at a line, you're like, like, what the fuck this is this? It feels like a really physical kind of walk-off field goal kind of game. Like, they have, six points for either. Like, just, they have to win by a, f- a fucking touchdown to, yeah. to, to cover. Like, I'm I'm not prepared to say Titans money line, but I'm kind of prepared to say Titans money line. I think Vrabel's dick is sweating out this game, man. Uh, the, and the Titans, dude, look at them. Route, town, they fucking just... Under the under the radar, just tallied off five wins in a row uh, b- before their loss last week to Houston. Um, every the time too, that they're like, the underdog, yeah. they're fucking they're good. And I, dude, Mike Vrabel's dick, it's it's coming off. I will say, New England has the best point differential in the league. 
Um, in the last four games, they're plus 100 points. So, big numbers. And then the Titans did, did just lose to the Houston Texans. True. So, I, I think this is a kind of tough, like, kind of coin flippy field goal game. I just I think six points is too many. Um, yep. You know what the Pats' home record is this year? Two and four. How weird is that? Away? Undefeated. Right. How bizarre is that shit? I think it's just a matter of when they peaked and when those games occurred. That's the weirdest stat. I mean, like, Brady was unbeatable, including when he's in a Bucks uniform in, in Foxborough. The guys never fucking could never lose. I mean, I'll, I'll bet it's, I'm willing to gamble that Brady's all-time winning percentage in Foxborough was probably above 80%. We're looking at 39 degrees on Sunday. If this is this is gonna like you said, it's gonna be a fucking slobber knock, like ugly defensive battle, like everyone bashing each other's face. And that's a, like that's not a game you thought AP would have helped you out in, right? <laughs> so, but, but also like if you're if you're like the the odds makers and like people that kind of just like generally pick up football, like if we're gonna look at here at uh, New England's last five, dude, they're dropping 35 some odd points a game, just hammering everybody. And then you got the Titans coming off that loss. It's it's not, you know, it's a tough one to pick. Yeah, you guys know it's, it's not it's not far fetched to kind of like expect that like that big line. I fucking love the Titans with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's listen, it's it's it, it's it's a wild it's a wild fucking line, and I I don't buy it. But what is Vegas seeing that we're not? It's a little scary. But I, I think you bet the Titans to cover at the very least. I, I would expect that line to even move to seven, seven and a half come kickoff. Sure. That's, that might be the, a, a fun one to like really watch and see what's going on. Uh, let's go to another fun one. Uh, the Bucks at the Colts. Uh, the, the Bucks are three-point favorites at the Colts. Woo, baby! This is an interesting fucking game. I can't stop looking at this game, and I can't stop thinking... This is a fucking tough one for me because the Bucks. what do they do good? Stop the run. What do the Colts do good? They run the ball. But the fucking Colts defense. It's also vice versa. Up. What does Tampa do well? Exactly. Throw the ball. The what, Col- is, what does Indy do bad? Stop the, throw up the pass. Dude, the Colts defense is just really good overall. I mean, they, they just have a really good. It, it, it's coming up in recent weeks, and it's becoming just really fucking good. So, I'm, I'm tempted to, I, I, as another underdog. I think we might have a little underdog parlay going here. Yeah. So yeah. N- with, with n- those four. Number one thing I'm keeping an eye on, Vita Vea, doubtful for the game. That's a big piece of stopping the run. That's 360 pounds unavailable Huge. to you. Huge. Um, so if he doesn't play, I mean, stopping the run in general, great. That's, that's a good thing to say is, you know, that's something they do. Jonathan Taylor has shown that he's not the run. Like he's, he's right now he's a leading rusher in the NFL. He looks explosive, scored five times last week. Um, and he can do it out of the backfield, catching the ball too, which is not something that they do. They do well, but not as well as they stop the run. Right. What I will, I don't want to take credit for a team's success, but you're welcome, Indianapolis. <laughs> I was so high on the entire team, everything they had going on into the season. I, I projected them to win the South, which they they're they're right in the running, and then they go and blow the first almost half of the season and then they blow a three score lead in eight minutes against the Ravens on Monday night. So at that point when Rodrigo Blankenship missed those kicks and took so much money out of my pocket, I quit on the Colts. And they've been five and one with a late overtime loss against the Titans since. You're welcome, Indianapolis. They're ridiculous and I think we got a little parlay going, guys. I, I think I think you I think a money 
Dog parlay. I love dog parlays. They're my favorite parlays. I think this this week you go Vikings, uh, you go uh, Titans, and then you go Colts. I love that. That's that's a fucking grip em, rip em parlay Mon- right there. Money line? Mon- yeah, money line. Money line upsets. Yeah, because that's where the money is. Yeah, There's, there's some solid payouts there. Um, and also, by the way, if Corderell Patterson makes it, hammer the Falcons. If he's playing against Jacksonville minus one, hammer him. So that, that, that's a big player to watch, too. Absolutely. No, and, I, and he's trending positively. I love that. I think there's a lot of good dogs this week. A lot of good dogs this week. A lot, a lot of good betting lines this week. I'm, I'm very excited about what's going on. But I purposely backloaded these games. Uh, but let's get to them. Let's talk about these Thanksgiving games. Uh, and at this point, if you made it this far in the podcast, um, I we if, if 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 Thanksgiving games have already happened, you can stick around with us, or you can continue to listen and uh, watch us be wrong. But these Thanksgiving games are, I think they're pretty exciting. Chicago at, at the Lions, I mean, not an exciting matchup, but is this the day that the Lions get it done? I know that uh, they've been celebrating their non-loss with their tie. Is this the day that they finally win with Andy Dalton starting at quarterback for the Bears? Is this is this the time? Do, maybe we add the Lions to our, our four-game upset parlay? So I've actually got... Them, uh, there's right now the three and a half. It's actually a fun one to play. I, I love Detroit, man. Me too. TJ Hawkinson, I'm hammering him as first touchdown, man. I've actually, I'm already running one of those. I, that's one of the bets I put in before the uh, prop bet. The, the, the catastrophes here with the hard rock. Love, love the Lions. It doesn't matter who's in a quarterback, whether it's Goff or, uh, or Boyle, he's going to get the ball. And he's, he's had some very good Thanksgiving performances. Don't sleep on him. Boyle? No, the <laughs> oh, Hawk. This is going to be the first time Boyle gets to eat turkey on the field instead of uh, from his house, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Derek? What do you think of this game? I think that I'm buying in on the storyline of Detroit getting their first win on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I'm all about it. I, I think they get it done. They, they've, they're, they've gotten really good at barely losing, um, so I think maybe they try winning for once. Um, so I am going to go against you guys here and a, and a rare rebuke of our Dan Campbell love fest that we always have and say that the Lions are going to get their fucking ass creamed. And here's why Tim Boyle might be the worst player ever to play straight up. Tim Boyle might be the worst quarterback to ever take a fucking snap in the NFL. This guy is one of the worst college quarterbacks of all time. At UConn, he had a one touchdown to 13 interception ratio. Transferred to Eastern Kentucky, where if you think he did well there, no. He threw for 13 touchdowns, or sorry, 13 interceptions, 11 touchdowns, and they finished four and seven. Four and seven. Prior to that, like I just said, a 1-13 in 13 touchdown to interception ratio. How is this guy in the NFL? It makes no sense. Tim Boyle is going to be starting for, for the Lions, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? The last I saw, Goff was questionable, but I, I don't know what you do. If yeah. Tim Boyle starts, hammer the fucking Chicago. Chicago. Tim Boyle is so bad. He is one of the worst quarterbacks that's ever been. But what a story for Dan Campbell to get his first win with, with Tim, Tim Boyle at quarterback oh. on Thanksgiving. Dude, I'm for it. Oh, try, If you don't think I'm rooting for the Lions, I'm rooting for the Lions oh, hard. Yeah. I can't wait to see the uh, Kurt Warner 
production company movie about this game. Yes, uh, dude. I hope Tim. I hope Tim Boyle produces a a, mo- a biopic about beating the brown or the the fucking losing bears in in this game. Like that would be amazing. And remember, dude, if the bears lose, Nagy very well could be fired by the end of the by the end. Of oh the day. no, it's it's already it's already leaked. So go Lions. No, they ha- hammer the Lions. Appara- apparently, the Bears have 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 actually told Matt Nagy that he will be fired after the game. Nah, so they're gonna let, they're gonna let him play out this last game as like a last hurrah. I'm I'm I, j- I literally just read from something from either their owner or GM that disputed that. Well, of course, of course they do. The game hasn't happened yet. Yeah, the game. Hasn't oh, sorry. Happened, this so. is from the owner too, so she's not making the ruling. So, but uh, fuck that owner. She's the worst. Um, but yeah. So I, I, if Tim Boyle plays, hammer the Bears. Holy shit! But uh, the other, other, other Thanksgiving game: Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by seven and a half. Is that too much? Raiders are terrible. Raiders are so bad. I think that it's, for me, it just comes down to like the Raiders are really, really bad. Are you touching that spread though? I don't know. I, I, no. I don't. I don't think I can even touch it. No, I don't. I like to me. There's only so many dollars you want to throw down betting. Like right. anytime you go over a touchdown, it's like, do you really love it that much? It's still the NFL. Yeah, anything can happen. Like a backdoor cover can happen, meaningless fucking field goal, and just ruin your day. Uh, th- this is the most like torn I am on any line over under spread wise. Like I can't touch it. The only thing I was counting on was Zeke being a first touchdown, but now that CD Lamb might come back, I don't know what's going on over there. Don't know how Dallas' I mean, defense gall- might play. It's, it's Gallup anyways. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, th- th- this game could be 35-28, or this game could be like 21-19. Who knows? Like, yeah. I, I can see this so game 20. anywhere from 45-0 to like 17-18. to 18. So <laughs> CD Lamb is projected to play, which is good news for the Cowboys. Um, Amari Cooper getting thrown in the bus by by the owner uh, all all week. Uh, the only thing I'm betting here is the over-under, and I'm betting the under. Uh, 51 and a half, it's fucking, I think it's too many points in this matchup. The Raiders are a train wreck. They literally have nobody outside of Waller and Hunter Renfro well, for see, receivers. Th- see, that was the biggest thing I've been like really paying attention to with the Raiders. Like, who the f- like Waller hasn't done anything. I'm I'm not going to say that someone said he was going to have a bad year, but we already knew Josh Jacobs was trash. Like what? And still Derek Carr's second in passing. Right. Like most second most yards. Like what a what a great shake Don't he guys is. you never heard of. Yep. And then to round it off, I think a projected to be a good matchup at the beginning of the year, but now I don't know. Bills favored by 6 against the Saints. Woof. They're going to fucking steamroll the Saints. They are, but will they? This seems like the game that the Saints get it together. It's ah, it's a confusing game for me. To uh, me, it's, it's plain and simple. It's easy. Taysom Hills can go out and earn that huge contract. Just kidding. He sucks. Most confusing contract in the history of sports. The Taysom Hill contract. I don't, I don't get it. It makes no sense. So they're the their last will be like 35, 36 when the contract's over. So the, their last three losses, they lost to Pittsburgh opening week, blew out Miami 35 nothing, lost to Jackson. I can't even say that like without laughing. Lost to Jacksonville 9 6. Lost to Jacksonville. Come back so and drop bad. 45. That's a touchdown. No touchdown in that game. Drop 45 on the Jets, get bull fucking steamrolled by the Colts. And then if, if Alvin Kamara was playing. I could be swayed, but him and actually um, Mark Ingram's questionable. So right now they're still trying to figure out what they're, what they're doing over there. It is, it's, 
time for Buff- Buffalo's defense will bounce back from getting embarrassed and be show why they've been number one fantasy defense in all year. Agreed. If the if Saints are going to get their Thursday morning, uh, and you're listening to this podcast. If you, if you get to it early, and you woke up like Marcus with the with the bourbon and, and coffee, yep. Stop at one. Yep. Keep your phone next to you. You might be playing running back for the Saints tonight. Yep. You, you check your phone. If you have any text messages, it's probably Sean Payton <laughs> with a photo of his open mouth showing it, you that he has DSLs. If he'll give Taysom Hill $10 million a year, I guarantee he'll give you league minimum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a contract somewhere between league minimum and $100 million a year, depending on where we place you and what you do. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, exactly. And the, the Sean Payton text is going to read as thus. Uh, would you like to become one of Taysom Hill's many wives? The Mormon Church, <laughs> uh, come play running back for us this week. I'm telling you, check your phone tomorrow. You you may or may not be playing running back. I, I like that take. I like that take. Saints going to get rolled. Yeah, they, they have to figure out. Oh, by the way, um, uh, Marshall Lattimore's charge got dropped down to a misdemeanor. But um, that that's neither here nor there. But their defense needs to step up and play. It I didn't need, even know about that. Yeah, well, I, I bring it up in this podcast every once in a while just to see Derek's eyes light up like this. Marcus loves NFL players with legal problems. Yes. <laughs> The legal problems that they don't talk about, but him, Cameron Jordan's, he needs to have his like monster game. It's it's all about what Saints defense shows up, the shitty Saints one or the like elite Saints defense, right? But Bills win thirty one fourteen. Yep, I think I think the Saints absolutely get rolled this week. But all right, fellas, any closing remarks for the week? Yeah, uh, and you know, rookie ratings, big ups. I know offensive lineman don't get enough credit. Rashawn Slater is the true. He is so fucking good. So, so good. is Darisaw for the Vikings. Oh, fun fact. Remember at the beginning of the year, boys, we were talking about which NFL records were all going to go down. There's only one that is in jeopardy right now. Which That's one's that? From Tom Brady, and only with the 17th game of, of uh, passing yards. Interesting. Everything else isn't even flirting right now. Interesting. Sacks looked like it was in jeopardy early, but then Chandler Jones got hurt. While we're talking, TJ Watt too. While we're talking rookie offensive tackles, uh, Pinay Sewell is also quietly having a ridiculously good year. He is. Uh, he he was on Aaron Donald for a lot of the Rams game, and honestly, shut Aaron Donald down when 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 Aaron Donald was paired up against him. Uh, there are a lot of great offensive linemen that were in this last draft. It might be one of the low-key like best offensive linemen drafts we've seen in a really long time. Uh, probably not a good one to give up all of your picks for a one uh, AA quarterback. No. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, we, we didn't even get around to Trey Lance because you can't even really grade him because the guy doesn't play, but uh, it looks like a fucking bust all over the place. Yep. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Broncos this week for beating the Chargers. Um which I think is going to happen. That's another one that I'm adding to my dog parlay because I don't think the Chargers are all that good. All right, folks, have a great night.